what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hey, welcome to Foot Candle Films. This is Alan. And this is Chris. And today we are going to review some films oh, oh, and talk hold about... Hold on, hold on. Sorry, I'm sorry. What are you guys doing? Hey, hey. <laughs> no, no, just We're because here. the mics are on doesn't mean you get to go up and start the show like that. So, <laughs> come on. This but is Foot Candle Films. That's me, Margaret, and Jeanette with Chick Chat. They're joining us for a very special episode here in a minute. That's right. We're going to talk about, we mentioned it before in our show, but we are finally going to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. So now, you guys get back to your real mics and let's do this thing right, okay? All right. All right great. All right. Here comes the show. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chick Chat. It is the episode everyone's been talking about. It is finally <laughs> here. It's time to do it. We've been... We've been talking about it for months now. We've been prepping you guys, and now I have Jeanette here with me, as always, because you've been involved in the build-up, too. I have, yeah. It's Fifty Shades of Grey Day. It is. All right, so... Wait a minute. That's what, that's what we're talking about? Right. Uh, I watched and the wrong movie last night. Here's the spoiler, everyone. <laughs> that explains the black leather. Yes. <laughs> we are here today to do this very special episode. This was not going to be your typical chick-chat. We are not going to have our this or that. We're not going to talk about Prince Harry, unfortunately. We're I not. have, some, th- I have some thoughts I could share if you'd <laughs> I mean, like to jump into that, though. So. You guys are welcome to stick around if we do another yeah, one. We'll but see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> just let me know. Prepping everyone that's listening for their normal chit-chat fix, this is not going to be it. But we promised you that we would review the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. We then made a, I would say a bet, sort of a a dare almost. A threat. A threat (laughs) with another one of our... Our, our podcast, our sister podcast, our brother podcast maybe, here on The Mesh. And it is Foot Candle Film Society, guys, Chris and Alan, here Hello. with us today. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? So they have watched the movie. Jeanette and I have watched the movie. I am the only person at the table that has read the books. So this should be interesting. Yes. Um, Chris, <laughs> Chris is a lover of books, correct? Absolutely. Like you Absolutely. read books. Absolutely, yeah. And you read books that have been turned into movies. Yep. Okay. Jeanette reads. I read. Okay. You have <laughs> not read. read Fifty Shades of Grey, but you have read. Chapter one. Twi- yes. <laughs> so that counts. <laughs> That's good. But you've read, read Twilight, Twilight. You've read Divergent stuff. You've read See, other yeah. books that are maybe not considered Classical literature, <laughs> shall we say? I will agree to that. Okay. And Alan, I happen to know, does not read at all. I don't read. Okay. So <laughs> this should be a nice equal balance of. We have all people. all viewpoints represented. <laughs> we have everything. So before we get started, uh, again, like I said, you're listening to Chick Chat on the Mesh TV. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. And I wanted to let the guys from Foot Candle. Uh, podcast give a little brief intro about Foot Candle in case you're not familiar with them. Um, not saying that our listeners don't listen to you guys. I'm sure no, a lot I'm of sure. them do. But sure. 
in, just, in our just in, letting you know in our listenership I know dwarfs to the mighty giant that is Chick Chat <laughs> but for those of you thank you thank you <laughs> but uh, for all of you uh, listening uh, yeah Foot Candle Films that's our show here on The Mesh where we get together probably a couple times a month and yeah. we review both new films we give some recommendations of films we think you ought to check out online uh, we also cover a little bit of movie news so there's a little bit of news that we do as well we're, we're used to this format in to some degree we okay. we like to chat we sure talk about things so <laughs> but it's mostly all film related right. and uh we do have a film society in town that screens films for the local community and uh putting together a film festival this fall lots of good film related things so you know it, to honor that knowing that this was a film that was number one at the box office for I'm, a couple of weeks yeah, and got a lot, a lot of, of money, a lot of buzz around it. You know, we figure we got to do our part and we'll do diligence. We'll for jump in there and watch it and for the industry, all for the show. Right. For the show. right. Right. Whatever for the show. That's what we'll do. That's but right. you do. I mean, obviously we're going to know once you start talking about it, but both of you are saying right now you have watched the entire film in its entirety. Yes. Okay. I don't know that I got all the way to the end of the credits, but I'm assuming I'm, I did. I'm assuming I there wasn't the like end. a surprise scene at the end of the credits. No. Oh, like, it was huge. <laughs> it changed the whole dynamic of the That's movie. That, that post credit well, scene. Be interesting. <laughs> no. So, but you both have watched it. We're yes, we're yes. all around the table. Everyone has watched it, right? You're just not believing I've watched. <laughs> I don't. I'm, you, you know, I watched. You think I, I like went know. online and read a synopsis of it or something? Don't Pretty you think much, so? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't watch it. If My wife was, can prove it. I, we watched it together. Did she watch right? it with you? Okay. And Chris, ago. I know your wife watched it with you, right? When she heard that I was doing that, she's like, uh, yeah, you're not watching that by yourself. Like, Fair <laughs> so. no, my husband was like, yeah, you're watching that by yourself. I was about to say, my, yeah. my husband See, I would have been the way. opposite of me. Like, no, yeah, you go do that. So. Yeah. Um, and to be clear as well, one of the reasons that, in all honesty, the Chick Chat episode may be delayed in talking about this was that Alan and I did agree to do it, but we're like, uh, by the way, that's going to have to be available on iTunes. We're not going to go right. for rental, not for purchase. Rental. <laughs> right. yes. We're not buying right. it. This was not so um, done in the theaters. Yeah. None of us went and sat. And, you know, uh, in fact, none of us saw it in the theater. Uh, I was uh, I, I was the first person to bring this up. I'm happy to say I read all the books. I did not go straight to the theater when it opened. I had really no Why? desire to see it in the theater. Okay. Not because of the reason you think. I honestly think that there was a lot of people out that have not read the books that hear about the movie and are either a going to be like, pshaw, like I'm totally not mm-hmm. going to see that because I, you know, go to Foot Candle, okay? Mm-hmm. Or I'm there's, a civil, well mannered <laughs> human <right>. being, <laughs> right? Or there were going to be the other people that thought they were going to see basically like they were only going to see it because they thought it was like soft porn. Exactly. Nine okay. and a half weeks. Uh, and right. Yeah. It, it, so it they thought out they February fourteenth. So it, it did. A Valentine's Day movie. It so did. So yeah, because this is a perfect Valentine's Day. Movie. <laughs> I was say, yeah, right. was weird. <laughs> so I didn't want somebody sitting beside me, basically going just to, you know, get giggly and whatnot. Like, I kind of wanted to say, hey, let's have a screening for the people that had only seen the or read the books. Yeah. Got you. And sure. I would go watch it with other people. So you wanted the- a pure audience. I re- did. Experience. I mean. Yeah. You know, just, I guess, to be fair. Uh, on the comment about uh, the Valentine's Day being released on the yep. Valentine's Day, you know, I always thought that my worst Valentine's Day experience was I took a date in college to go see Silence of the Lambs when it came out, Valentine's <laughs> Day weekend. Nice. I thought that was probably the worst thing that you could do on a Valentine's Day weekend. No, I'm actually thinking taking somebody with the way this story panned out in this movie. That may have been the way to go. So that may have been <laughs> hmm. a, a lesser option. So. Kind of. 
weird that you did that anyway, but thanks for sharing with everyone. Yeah, right. just me know. You did not marry her, correct? No, I did not. Okay. No. <laughs> Shocker. Didn't, didn't go out on another date with her either. So. Well, there we well, go. Either either serial killer done. or... My, my, yes. my choice of movies seem to have doomed that relationship. So, yeah. So, so I'm going to toss it to you guys real quick because how do you start off your show? Like, how do we start this? How do we review a movie? I think, you know... We we can tell you, and then if you want, we can have the editor dude do it for you. We usually play we enter, a clip. and then we actually play like a little bit from the trailer. Let's so do that. You want to you want to do that? What, why break with tradition? All right, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, we're going to get ready to review the film Fifty Shades of Grey by director Sam Taylor Johnson. Not that that really matters. <laughs> Starring Easy. Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. Mr. Grey, we'll see you now. What was he like? He was polite, intense, smart, really intimidating. I'd like to know more about you. There's really not much to know about me. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) I am. I don't do romance. My tastes are very singular. You wouldn't understand. Enlighten me then. So Fifty Shades of Grey, we have a story based on a book about a literature student named Anastasia Steele. Let's just I'm gonna let that name sink in for a little bit. Anastasia Steele, whose life changes forever when she meets a handsome yet tormented billionaire named Christian Grey. They engage into a relationship, a very unique relationship that takes some interesting turns. With that... I want to hear what everybody thought. What did uh, May Margaret? Let me go to you first. Yep. You read the book. Yes. You have a little bit more of a basis of comparison here. Uh, did this movie do the book justice or not? No. No. Okay. Good. Moving on. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. Why, why? What was the biggest fault with this movie compared to the book? Okay. So I think we can all agree whether you actually have read books of, of not these books but any books for any movie that it's very rare that a movie does justice to a book. True. That's how I feel at least. In most all cases. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, um a book is much more dense, it's got a lot more detail, absolutely. there's a lot more atmosphere to it. You yes. know, a movie is like an hour and a half long. Right. So. Um this this was exactly the case with this. I feel like the detail that was gone into in the book and and as corny as it may seem with this, I mean this is a film that made a lot of money. So obviously it was produced and directed and everything the same old way that all the other movies you review are. Sure. But it, um, the character development in the mm. book is a lot more intense than it even skims the surface in the movie. Well, let me rephrase the question then before I move on to, to the next mm-hmm. for, for Jeanette. Knowing the limitations of making a movie and it has to be two hours yeah. long, do you feel like they did the best they could have done from the book or could there have been more interesting ways to make this book into a two-hour movie? That's for me. Yeah. I definitely could have done more. Okay. Yes. So it's not just a matter of, well, they did the best they could to make it into a movie. You no. really felt like there was a lot of stuff that still should have, could have been in there. Absolutely. done differently than it wasn't. I have perfect examples, and whenever you're ready for them, you just Yeah, I think we'll get to the examples in a second. Yes. So I'm just kind of getting a good so feel, I'm, feel for am, the room here. Where are I we have thought about this, engaged this a lot, and I, okay. I'm, I've got some stuff ready for you. So, Jeanette, you have not read the book other than the first chapter. The first chapter. First chapter. First chapter. <laughs> So these people are not knowing yes. anything about the rest of the book. Yes. How did you feel about it as a movie on its own merit? 
I was really underwhelmed. 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 Why were you underwhelmed? I felt like I felt like I, knowing that there was a book, I felt like I was missing something. Like mm. there were just scenes thrown together just to say, okay, here, this happens and then this happens, and I'm kind of left going, well, I don't understand why that's happening so quickly. Okay. All right. I, I guess I just felt like the movie was thrown together. It felt thrown together to me. Maybe it was almost like it was more of a highlights from the book, kind of yes, dumped like, together, stitched together without yes. any connective stuff running through it to make it make sense. Yes, we have to get through the whole book. So here's a couple pieces from chapters mm-hmm. one and two, and then we'll cover mm-hmm. the next few chapters. And I wasn't given that substance. Like, I, I needed to know more. And there, there were some are things three mentioned. books. Yeah, three books, you know, in case everybody doesn't know. Well, I'm going to ask about that. Mm-hmm. I assume we don't need to worry about spoilers on this, do we? <laughs> no, because I think we've, A, waited long enough. Two, all of us have seen it now. And I prepared Chick Chat people earlier yeah. on. so We can spoil it. I yeah. think it, Based on a, such a popular book, it's yes. not like everybody's going into the movie having no idea where it's going to go. Right. A lot of people actually know exactly where it's going to go and end. So we can talk about the end a little bit because I've actually got some questions and Agreed. thoughts on the end also too. So so Jeanette, underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And Margaret feeling like they missed missed a lot or missed a big opportunity to adapt a good, the book yes. the same way. Chris, yes. tell me your thoughts on this film. I'm dying to know. I wanted to really hate this film mm-hmm. because, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I will be honest and say that it is not a horrible film it's not um the main reason for that is the actress that plays anastasia Steele, dakota johnson dakota Dakota johnson Mm -hmm. she makes the movie bearable now i will not say that she gets out of jail card free like she's totally awesome like the best thing but i can see why when the oscars happened this past year they picked her they're like oh she was in one of the biggest movies you know Let's put her as like a presenter and she was there and i was like who's this person they're like oh she's in 50 shades of girl i was like okay so I get that, you know, the synergy between trying to do that with the awards. But having seen the movie now, I think she tried her hardest with a really horribly written screenplay. That being said, I have not read the books, mm-hmm. but I felt like the whole time I didn't, I didn't get the relationship at all. I mean, I knew, obviously, because of all the buzz, I knew what was going to end up happening. But, and I don't, I don't know. I'd like to say the actor... With Mr. Gray, what's his name? Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan. I'd like to say he's like the worst person I've ever seen act on screen. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if he, you know, it's like, how can you tell if somebody is just acting like a robot or they are a real robot in real life <laughs> or they're supposed to be acting like a robot? Like, I expected him at any minute to like start leaking oil or like blow a fuse <laughs> or something. And she'd be like, oh, that's why you're so weird. Mr. Not Gray, because what's going on? Not so because weird. you have a horrible past, but because you're actually a robot, you right. know? I just didn't get him at all. Like the opening scene where you see him and he comes out from behind the desk and she's supposed to be interviewing him. That's how she gets to meet him and she gets an interview because she's helping her friend out. For the school I mean, paper. For the school paper, right. Because um, that's really easy to just call right. up a multi-billionaire. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm doing an article you know, for the school well, paper. Well, going to be their Can speaker come at graduation. Uh, come on, think still, this that through, was weak. That was kind of weak. Though, so. But I, like... You know, it was like, is he supposed to be acting really weird? Is he supposed to be acting acting awkward? Or is he supposed to be acting like an ass? Like, I, I didn't know, like, how am I supposed to read this dude? And I didn't know if that was because he was a very poor actor or because the screenplay said, act very strange. But, like, strange, but I assume he has to be charismatic because otherwise, why would she be interested in him? Like, I don't understand why anyone 
would find him the slightest bit interesting other than the fact he has a lot of money. I mean, yeah, okay, the dude has a lot of money. I get that. And he acts interested in you? Okay. But other than that, he's acting like such a psychopath. Like, why? So I, I just, you know, and I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. And that kind of, that kind of uh, threw me for a loop. But, you know, as far as, like, the cinematography and, you know, other actors in the movie, uh, Marsha Gay Harden's mm-hmm. in it as uh, Christian's mom, like, yeah, all doing a decent job with what they have to work with. But it was so distracting to me, the character of Christian Grey. And there again, I, I don't know if it's the actor, the screenplay, or maybe something coming from the book saying, like, this is how this person is supposed to be, and then you eventually get a read on him. I, I don't know. It's, it made for a very interesting uh, movie-going experience. Wow. That. Chris has really thought this out. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's very passionate about his hatred for Christian Grey, I can see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll get there. When we get to, when we get to the – and I don't want to – but, yeah, we'll, we'll get – there's something about the ending. I agree, because I do want to – There's something about the ending that – So you could just almost photocopy Chris's notes, because that's exactly what I've got. Well, do you I, have – I'll tell you, I actually – I didn't think the film was that bad. Oh, <laughs> I thought the it was film okay. itself, what do you mean? Like the, actually, the story, the... I, I didn't hate it at all. It was I actually watchable. That. Hate it, hate it. And even Suzanne and I both at the end of it kind of looked at each other like, eh, wasn't that bad. You <laughs> know, it's like Suzanne's not having any expectations on it. I expected to go in and hate it. I do think to go to Johnson was really, really, really good. I think whether or not she was the character from the book, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, right. yeah. I have no idea. But playing the character she did, I'm like, I totally bought her character. Yes. When Alan and I make this criticism all the time on Foot Candle Films, if I've read the book, Alan, you know, as he mentioned, doesn't read, but we say that <laughs> books, books like and movies, so me, no, me no read, <laughs> me no read, me caveman. They, books and movies should stand alone on their own two feet. If yeah. you make a good book, that's awesome for you. The movie, you know, it shouldn't be so loyal to the book that it suffers. It should be a good movie all on its own. Mm-hmm. And if it changes things from the book, if it isn't, so be it. You know, you can be a good movie without being loyal. You can be a good movie and be loyal. There's yeah. several examples you can say, like Harry Potter books, for the most part, pretty loyal. And I think they're pretty decent movies. A movie, um, the only other one I can think of off the top of my head, The Prestige, it was a really good movie with Hugh Jackman and Christian mm-hmm. Bale. Mm-hmm. Very loosely based on a book called The Prestige. Both are awesome, but both are very different. Very different. So, you know, you got to kind of come into the movie or the analysis of it with that perspective too. Yeah. And I think I would have be I would be okay with that. Like I'm okay with the movie not being exactly the same as the book, right. word for word and whatnot. But this one was um, was was close to the movie, but the detail that they left out. I feel like we're the wrong things well, to leave out. I think and that was my biggest issue. I had two issues with the film and one of them was Mr. Mr. Dornan, which we'll talk about <laughs> here in a minute. Um, but the second one is just, yeah, I thought the screenplay was really sloppy and that you've got an actual decent concept for a relationship and two characters. And it was kind of unique and interesting. I didn't know where it was quite going to go all the way through. But yet, it would just seem like it was stitched together, like Jeanette said. It was almost like just it's a highlights. Reel. All right, we know we got to show this scene, and we know we got to get to this scene. But just how we get there, like there's times where Anastasia will say one thing in one scene, in the very next scene, she's acting completely contrary to what she just said. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to allow this. In the very next scene, uh, she's totally allowing, she's allowing it. it. You know, it's like <laughs> right. I can understand people change their mind, but there was nothing connecting it to make me understand what was going on in her head. Right. So that's all screenplay stuff. That was just... Yes. She was a good actor in the film. The screenplay was was really weak. 
I think some of the scenes in the film were really good, but I imagine there were probably mm-hmm. also pretty good scenes. Really in the book good too. or good? I I think there was one really good scene. Was, I, did it, was it at the conference table? Yes. Okay. That I, was a great I scene. That, scene. that was too. a great that might scene. Have been the best part of the movie. Yeah. I did enjoy the <laughs> Not conference Not only because table. I think they were able to say, you know what, L- this is this is a tongue-in-cheek movie to mm-hmm. some degree. Let's have fun with it. Even the score was kind of whimsical, a little more funny. Danny Elfman scored this movie. Did Danny you see Elfman. That? Mm-hmm. Danny Elfman scores like Dude. half the films in Hollywood right now, so don't yeah. take a lot to that. I think he's doing anything for a paycheck. He's making days. his retirement. Yeah. He's the Samuel L. Well, Jackson of the music. He is. Right. <laughs> um, Yes. But I mean, that conference room scene with the contract negotiation was funny. Yeah. It was well made, well acted by, on her behalf. And it made sense. It made sense. It served the purpose. Exactly. It worked. They're finally talking about it. I like that scene. I actually remember saying that was a really good scene. I enjoyed that. I'll I'll agree that, you know, I think we're all in agreement that 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 scene was probably the best of the movie. But there again, I can nail down that the screenplay, I guess, is what I have a problem with because there's some times in that, or the editing, where she says some things. They're talking about the contract. You know, mm-hmm. they're talking about all the stuff that she has to do or, you know, all this stuff. And she mentions one or two things and it looks like she brings it up and he says something and then they never like say, okay, and they, they never come to a conclusion about what they're going to do and they just like mm-hmm. jump to say, you're like, wait, what, what right. just now, happened I got the sense it was more like a montage of just the negotiations going I, on. If it was a montage, yeah. I felt like it was, there yeah. was like one or two instances sloppy. where it was a little sloppy bit sloppy. Montage. Yeah, because the whole point was to kind of bring you to this realization. But, you know, overall, I mean, I, I thought the film was okay. I don't really have a desire to see it again. No. But I'm not going to also go out and say it was bad to anybody. I mean, I just, it is what it is. My biggest hang up too was with uh, the guy playing Christian because if this guy's supposed to be as charismatic or intimidating, that's the key word I was looking for. That first interview scene where she went in to interview him, he should have been intimidating as hell. I was expecting to like wear a like Steve Jobs char- type. Charismatic, but thing. also very intimidating. Because she even went home to her roommate and was like, well, what was it like? It's like, he was very intimidating. I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> he didn't seem no. very intimidating right. to me. He seemed like a guy I went to high school with who so, just happens to be dressed up really nice in a suit. You know? So since we're going on a little bit of spoilers, you know, yeah. like, can I, obviously I don't picture you guys going and picking up the first book and reading this, but let no. me just tell you, like, yeah. it was one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie is that Christian Gray in the movie comes across as a, as a pansy okay. compared I, to the guy in the book. Oh, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. No, I get it. Yeah. The guy in the book. That would actually make more sense of yes. why we had the problems we had. Yes. Okay. The guy, and me too, right. You know, that's why I had a hard time watching it because I'm kind of like, wait, he kind of seems like he's like already fallen for her just mm-hmm. like that. Oh, it seemed to happen pretty quick. Right. In the very beginning of the book, I mean, the, the movie sticks true to the timeline. The book starts off with her talking with her roommate, going to the interview, you know. But as we've said, you know, she – she basically doesn't want to go to the interview. She's very kind of, ugh, like this guy is not worth my time. He's rich and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to go. She goes there is very uncomfortable, very awkward. And when she sees him, this guy is described as having the presence of a being gorgeous, Mm -hmm. but to, to a fault almost to where it's intimidating. And it's, Mm. he's, described as you know one of these people and i don't know if you guys have ever met somebody like this but when they walk in a room it's almost like oh like all eyes are on that person they don't have to say anything they don't have to do anything they demand attention almost Mm -hmm. it's a big presence yeah yes but because of his past as we're starting to learn in the movie he's very uncomfortable with that so he almost comes across angry 
Mm-hmm. Okay, but in the movie, I didn't. I did not feel no, that way. I, I felt yeah. like he was a businessman that mm-hmm. was just trying Barely. to kind of be a hard ass mm-hmm. and had a secret dark path. Right, right, secret, and dark you know, I mean, and for yeah. a point of reference, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy was originally cast as Christian Grey. Would he have been better? Oh yes. yes. <laughs> no, don't yeah. no. Tell me, yeah. tell me exactly how you feel. I don't. Don't hold back. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. you go from yes him and yes. to. I mean, no offense, Janie Dornan, if you happen to be listening or fans of his, but you go from... He's a listener to our show, I think. <laughs> our show, probably not your guy. Yeah, probably not. Probably. <laughs> he won't be named. <laughs> <laughs> but, Unsubscribe. <laughs> but to go from that to Jamie Dornan... Agreed. I was like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. He was off. the biggest problem with the film for me. It's just, if his character in the film was truly intimidating and commanding mm-hmm. and all, I totally... Even with the screenplay not being great, I probably would have bought the progression of all the scenes and how the, right, the storyline right. went. But it not only did you have a sloppy screenplay, but when you've got such a, a poorly cast lead actor, I just I didn't buy any buy. of it. The only thing I bought was Dakota Johnson's the, the things she said and acted on. But that's it. That was nothing. He else. didn't seem any less awkward to me than she did, and at times I felt right. like she was a little more overpowering than oh, he yeah. was. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, there I was. didn't like that. It was yeah. kind of like. I knew what the what the movie was supposed to be about and how it was supposed to play out, mm-hmm. and like to me, it just felt like he was like okay, cave me. Like he was yeah. just as awkward, if not even more so, than she was, and she had the upper hand when she really had less life life experience than he did. It was well, kind of like they switched roles at some point. I feel like I feel like even though he's supposed to be the dominant person, she actually was the dominant person for the entire for movie. For most of the movie, yeah. yeah. Well, there Which was I didn't understand early because on. I, I was so confused about He that. goes and gets her from the bar when she's drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's very clear in his dialogue about how he doesn't sleep with people, doesn't sleep in the bed, and sleep do all these overnight. things. Right. Yeah, like sleep yet, beside her. That's totally what happens the very first time. Right. Now, I understand, and the more I've kind of stepped back on it, I think we're supposed to get the impression that Anastasia is doing something to this guy that is different than what he's ever used to. But I got no sense of that from his performance at all. It wasn't right. until about halfway through the film he's like, what are you doing to me type of thing. I'm like, oh, so now I'm understanding so that this right. is supposed to be where you, you're actually acting different than you normally do. I had no sense of who he was normally. So that way when he acts different with Anastasia, it makes no impact to the viewer because we don't know what he normally is like. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Where the book, you get probably, I'm sure, much more fleshed out how he normally is with his relationships. Well, and a, and only, you know, because the book is written from Anna's point of view. Okay. The first book is. Right. Oh, so she, there's no like backstory to him. It's pretty much whatever you there see There is from a, her. Uh, what's it called at the beginning? Ep- epilogue? Or prologue. Like, prologue. Prologue. Prologue's at the beginning, epilogue at the end. So yeah. prologue at the beginning, there is a, a, a memory of a child like scared and he's telling a quick story about how I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Where's my mommy? Where's my mommy? And that's the prologue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that is Anna hmm. now. So which makes it even more intriguing to, uh, and believable, I think because you're not inside his head. Right. Yeah. Okay. Instead you're hearing her being like, I don't understand. What is this? You know, that was another thing in her role in the movie. Um, there was a lot more questioning on her part in the book. Um, I know they had more time to do it, more time to draw it out, but there was a lot more, which sure. to me makes sense. You're about to enter into this thing and whatnot, then I'm going to do a lot more research. I'm going to question a lot more. And there was a lot more almost of um, development of her and her personality 
because one of the main roles in the book that she's playing is that she's looking for a job. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot oh. of time focused on her getting a job. And there's nothing at all spent on that. Nothing. The, the he makes one comment about, we have a great internship program. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, no thanks. I'd rather work at the hardware store. Right. Well, yeah. he brings oh, that up a lot store. more. In the book, he brings that up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's a company that I own. Well, here's another one that I work with. You should go here. And she's very, no Christian, Christian stop. I don't want that. I'm glad you mentioned about how she questioned things more in the book. Because that was the thing that bugged me. If I had a dollar for every time I heard her say, why won't you let me in type Mm -hmm. of thing, like not understanding (laughs) him. But then like the very next scene, she seems to totally understand him. And then the next scene, she doesn't understand him again. It's like, yeah, I would either expect more questioning or just more, I'm confused a lot more often. But she was either one side or the other. And I never got a really good sense. And that's the screenplay's fault yep. to know how she really was feeling about it all the time. Again, well, so, another thing you get from a book, you don't get from a movie. So something I was wondering about when I was reading the book, knowing there was a movie going to be made, um, is that in the book, there is a whole lot of email and text communication written out. And you actually see an email like written out in the mm-hmm. book. And then again for the text or whatever it may be. Now, they did do a little bit of that where they show the text on the screen Mm -hmm. during the movie. Right. But there were not as many of the conversations that they had in the book, which was almost her ballsy moment, if you will. Like, in Mm -hmm. the book, that was the part where she was kind of... She didn't have to see him face-to-face. She didn't have to see him face-to-face, right, because she knows that every time she sees him face-to-face, she kind of melts to him. Because he's very intimidating and strong in the book. In the book. Intimidating in the book. and strong, but is he charming or no? Yeah, is he's he ch- charming because he's so intense, you know. Um, okay. I mean, I think I remember telling Jeanette that, you know, can I, can I just pause the, the thing here and just tell everybody that's listening, you know, Alan, that is on foot candle, that's sitting beside me, is my brother. <laughs> which, Awkward. Which makes this incredibly weird. Uh, so, okay, so. Uh, all right, so. It's the, all the, for the name of the show. Just I know, I know, I know. Just focus, focus, focus. Chick chat, chick chat. So, so when you're reading the book, mm-hmm. and there's this guy who is so intense, and he does say the right things, but he's also a little like strong willed about it to where you don't have to think for yourself. Yeah. He makes the decisions mm-hmm. for you. He takes you here. He's a little forceful sometimes, not physically, but like, yeah. no, and you're going to meet me here and you're going to have dinner. Now you're going to eat. Now you're going to do this. I'm not saying I want that in my life, but the fact I was reading it, it was intriguing because I don't know people like that. Right. He told- was such a, Oh my gosh, like who I want to find out what's next. Like, like if you I'm imagine kinda, him as Charlie Hunnam. Yes. Because like, I was at that time. Jamie Dornan just came own. across as stalkerish. Yes. <laughs> well <laughs> the problem is I get I get it. I actually think there was an interesting it was, there was a line of dialogue late in the film that's kinda like I think she even asked, Why would anybody do this? And he's like, Well, you don't have to think. You don't you just do. And at that point I'm like, that's really I wish the movie spent more time looking mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. Because I even told Suzanne, I'm like, hell, there's that's kind of Sounds kind of nice, actually. In my whole and, life, I mean, just, she's taking just notes, like, let me okay. just, just tell me what to do. I mean, well, like, and, and what he tries to play it off to her as well as, you know, like you're taken care of. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking wish, care yeah. of you in that sense. You I know? wish the movie explored that more. Yeah. And it just didn't because really the only time we see him being controlling is what, when they go to, um, the romper room. 
No, red, we're not even red, that. Red, I'm talking about red, like red. just in normal life. <laughs> when they go to the dinner together uh, at his family's house, or, yes. and she men- makes the mention about going, going to Georgia. Georgia, and he's like, no, you're not going to do that. But even that wasn't really that forceful. Wasn't that was really intimidating. Weak. Right. So there was no intimidation there at all. Where, where in the that. book, there are things like where he's so strong, especially around his family, because they mm. know him well enough, because his family does play a big part, especially in the next two books, hmm. where... You know, they're always like, oh, Christian's so grumpy. Like, that we know this about him. They expect it to where when he heard about Georgia in the book, he, like, slams his hand down on the table, stands yeah. up, storms off, <laughs> so you know, do. makes a strong yeah. scene that, like, Christian's pissed. See, and we got See, nothing why of that in the film. That? Yeah, why wouldn't right, they do that? Right, right. Instead, it's he bit his lip, and then when they got outside, that's mm-hmm. when he started to get tell? upset yeah, about it. Yeah. But he still didn't really get angry, like, no, forceful. He was no. really like... Uh, why didn't you tell me about that? <laughs> <laughs> but that's he another thing exactly about like him in the book is that because he's a businessman, or this is what they make you to lend you to believe, is that because he's a businessman and classy and mm-hmm. comes from a well-to-do upbringing, you know, they said he was adopted mm-hmm. after his adoption, his family, that he's got that class about him that. He doesn't make a scene. You know, when he was at the graduation uh, with people, obviously, he does not know. Yeah. Um, and the roommate says, oh, well, this is Anna's boyfriend. He could have easily, you know, clammed up or whatever. But, he, you know, he's very nice to meet you. I'm Mr. Gray. I'm blah, blah, blah. Or Christian Gray. Nice to meet you. To her dad. Yeah. Right. And it's like he can, he can turn on that charm. He can be super... Sly about it, I guess, is the way. But well, in the book, in the movie, he introduced himself as the boyfriend, didn't he? Yes, it wasn't the roommate, right? But in the book, in the movie, what the, I'm trying to, to say, they're like yeah. showing that he can play, play into okay. people without getting fussy about something. Mm. I guess you know his family knows that he gets fussy, but nobody else does. See, this movie for me was completely different because I felt the whole time I was just watching a power struggle, like who can gain the upper hand. Because mm. when she she kept as long as she didn't sign that contract. And she was walking away. He was drawn to her. He was kept coming to mm-hmm. her. As soon as she relented a little bit, like when he showed up at her apartment, and she was kind of like, okay. And he <laughs> left after he realized, okay, now I've got the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And then she's crying. Or when she's in Georgia and he says, don't worry about who I'm having dinner with. And then she's crying again. I'm like, she's crying <laughs> because she lost the upper hand, not because... Mm. She's all upset about it. It's I can see that. I had control. I've lost it. Now I'm the giddy little girl who's chasing. I don't want to chase. I want to be chased. And I felt like the whole time they were both trying to gain that upper hand on each other. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, mean, I guess that's why I the, see that. at first when I was watching, now I'm listening to the conversation, I may be compelled to go read the book. But that's why I was like, <laughs> I am not reading this book. This is the worst thing concept right. ever. No. Like it's this power struggle movie with a little red room thrown in the middle of it yeah. to make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you need a dose of entertainment chatter or just a good laugh, be sure to check out Chick Chat on The Mesh. It's girls talking about stuff, well, girls want to talk about. Celebrities, gossip, fads, boys. It's kind of the guilty pleasure of The Mesh Network. Here's a little taste of what you can expect. But you know what I always thought was really exciting? Is at the beginning of a new season... When the montage would change yes. and the people were like older or they had something new. Like when the- you got new Becky on Roseanne. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> an example. Perfect example. You need to know. You can't just start shows and then new people are on there and you're thinking, what? what I needed about, the montage. What about on 90210? Okay. That 90210, it changed every season. It you know? did. And then they had the beach. 
summer one where like where they the, worked at the country club yes, yes. you know when the, the opening credits had them like wearing bikinis and stuff and mm-hmm. then another one would be like when they're just in that white room and on chairs that swivel around right oh you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah so it's all it's even all. Baywatch when they changed lifeguards <gasps> absolutely they had new people running down the beach in red bikinis but you knew they're a new lifeguard <laughs> I need to get invested in that so come have a listen to chick chat on the mesh.tv you know you want to Can I ask about the ending? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, because I've got um, a question too. Because I liked the fact that it ended the way it did. Mm-hmm. Really? The way it began. Oh, yeah. It ended the way it began. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked the ending because I actually liked that. The, I mean, it, I was really scared that they were going to go with some, let's give a nice wrap-up ending to this thing. And the fact that it was just a, you know what? Nope. I'm done. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because there's was okay more movies. That. I was okay with <laughs> I, that. I absolutely... I thought the ending was dumb. I hate really? the ending. Yeah. I thought, yeah. It, I, I thought it worked for me. But my question is, is that the way it ended in the book? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Well, because there's two more books. Well, I know there are two more <laughs> right, books. But, but, yeah. but no, that really is how the first book ends. Um, that is... And in fact, after I saw the movie, I went back on my iPad and I pulled up the books because it had been a while since I read them. But I wanted yeah. to make sure I went to like the last six pages of the first mm-hmm. book glanced over those just to make sure I was remembering everything right and then read like the first six pages of the second book again to again make sure I was right and yeah it's that that's right that's exactly how it was See, how I, did you I actually admi- admired that they like stuck it. to it yeah yeah I actually admired they stuck to a very abrupt kind of unsatisfying ending in a mm-hmm. way now here's another question I've got that has to do with the whole film spoiler wise so the whole deal with Christian and his weirdness he's actually an um, alien right yes right <laughs> his gotcha. mommy issues well mommy family issues whatever it is that kind of got him where he is yep <laughs> you know, the they were very high level passing comments about it in the movie mm-hmm. is did it go into deeper depth of that in the book or is it kind of let, meant to be that that's what the sequel books are supposed to dig more into it, it was pretty high level skimming the surface and the book is the first book as well now, I will say that I felt like after reading all three, the first book was the weakest. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. The so first the other book, books go into more detail about him? Are they all about him? Yes. And her? The yes. two of them? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. But there's actually like a, a, a plot, like a side stories, you know, if you yeah. will. Along, it's not just about will Anna sign the contract or not. You know, it is, there's other things um, hmm. that, that happen in two more books. I, I think that the books were poorly written, yet easy to read, and that's why so many people read them. Yeah. And so I kind of felt like the movie was being made that way as well. Mm. Well, and I didn't like, and, and you're talking about the fact of Mrs. Robinson, his whatever you, for the sake she of. She refers to him as Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. The, he was abused as a child for all intents right. and purposes, yes. although he doesn't look at it that way. He was abused as a minor child by an right. older woman, yeah. taken advantage of. Yep. That bothered me that it wasn't addressed more. I understand it wasn't addressed in the book, but in the movie, for those people who aren't going to read the full series, mm-hmm. aren't going to watch any more of the movies, it was kind of just thrown in there like, oh, yeah, this happened. And I think that bothered me that there was that whole undertone and Anna didn't, or Anna or whatever her name is, didn't question it more. No mm. more discussion was brought up about it because yeah, that's really that. like, that's, pretty, a, that's a big, now, is it, yeah, big it's a dark shocking. thing. It's yeah. really is that dark. the same woman? Yeah. Okay. So we, we don't actually see Mrs. Robinson. No. But he goes to dinner with her. But he still visits he, her. He's not he, like he says they're still friends. Right. And okay. he's she's still someone he 
confide. She to was him. the reason he showed up in Georgia, basically, because he, he she's like, well, what did how did your dinner go with Mrs. Robinson, and what did she tell you? And he said, well, I'm here, aren't I? Basically saying he told she told him to go. Oh my gosh, I'm dying to tell you guys so much about what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was confused by the ending, and I you know the way so there again. I guess spoilers are off, right? But you know the the end of the movie. He basically they're in romper room, red room, whatever they call that, and she's like, you know, okay, do, take the punishment. Yeah, yes. he she's like, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna beat you with a belt, and she's like, have at it. So he's like, I'm gonna beat you. So and the she he does he doesn't it. Doesn't use the word beat. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish, punish you. you. And he he hits her with a belt, and then like after this, she's like mad, right? And I'm like, no, I totally that, get it. I, you no, get it? I, I was so annoyed. And I don't get it. In a, I was so annoyed. I don't get it in a bad way because I'm just like, you know, the whole movie, if you're going to do kind of like a Twilight reference, if you're going to be team whatever the vampire's name was or team Edward. Edward. whatever the <laughs> werewolf's name was. Jacob. Okay. So this whole movie, my wife and I are like commenting back and forth like, okay, you know, he's an idiot. I, you know, she's just having fun. You say, oh, he's rich. I see why she's attracted to him. Sure. Take him for his money. And at the end of the movie, we're totally team gray or team christian as opposed to team steel because we're like i actually feel sorry for him because i think he's like dude you told me to do this i did it i was I teaming each other alone that was my team i was i was just she yeah. she wants to know what he is truly capable of because there's a there's a there's a way he wants to treat the women in his relationship that he's not treating her she knows that. She knows there's a part of it holding back. And she's like, listen, just do what you would normally do because I want, she needs to know that side of him. When she sees that side of him and she experiences it, yeah, she asked for it, but she also got to fully understand what he's capable, what he does in relationships. And that's what really pushed her over the edge is well, what I got from it. She's an idiot because yes. it's explained to her that you have safe words of yellow and red. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be pain at, involved. And at any part, yeah, exactly. At any part, like, okay, after lashing two with the belt, she could have said, uh, yellow, you know, like, <laughs> I get, I get what you're doing. Yeah, I, you know? yeah, I, and I'm just like, it wasn't that she was upset because she was hurt physically. Uh-huh. It was more of a, okay, so that's who this guy really is. I know now. And I'm ready to get away from it. So and, and I'm saying I understand that. And I thought for that reason, I thought she was an idiot. And I actually felt sorry for him, which I would have never imagined. Because she asked for it. He wasn't going right. to do it. He I just would have says, never. I should punish you. And she says, but it's kind of like, you know, like knowing a side of your of your spouse that you're like, there's a there's a dark side of your spouse and you don't know what it is. But like you kind of feel like you, need to, you kind of feel like you need to know. But yet you, you want to know what it is because you want to know who you're getting connected with. But once you see it, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's ugly. I don't want any part of that. You know, it's well, like. No. It's but like I that. get Chris's point because it's almost like that's not who he is with her. But she, she forced, she forced his hand and said, I want to know who you are when you're not with me. So I get no. it. It was almost like. But she, it's not. But it's not. That's good. the thing. It is not about who he is or is not with her or anybody else. That's the thing. There are two forms of. Being a, a submissive, okay. This conversation the, is getting really interesting. Though, I know, right? so please, please there's the there's the pleasurable I'm taking, I'm taking one notes. Hold on. for the red room, essentially the pleasure one, where he basically says when he's explaining to this, when she's like, "Why would anyone want to do this?" and he's like, "For pleasure." He's like, "For you and for me," because obviously he's the one 
doing the chaining up and the tying her up and all that stuff. She's the one that's actually feeling it. So there's two forms of pleasure. He's trying to explain, hey, I get pleasure from this whether you think I do or don't. Okay. Then there's punishment. Okay. That comes in forms of spankings, essentially. Okay, mm-hmm. so punishment is where he talks about like whenever he uh, found out about Georgia and he was like, you know, I'm about to take you across my knee. Okay, again, in the book, he says that a lot in the sense of he, he refers to palm twitching mad. Okay, palm twitching mad because he's saying, you know, that is not sexual, really. That is me being your dominant. That's me setting these boundaries. Punishment is. Pleasure may come across to people on the outside as stuff in the red room, but that's more the, the fun part for them. So she's saying, Hey, she'd already been in the red room three times or whatever. By the time the end of the movie came, right. She'd already gone through all that stuff. (laughs) She'd already (laughs) gone through that stuff. She was in there. She was fine. She kind of enjoyed it. You know, it was, um, and he even asked her that, you know, you're okay with some of the stuff. You liked being tied up and whatnot. And she was like, yeah, I do. It was, she had never been punished. She had never pissed him off, essentially. And, and as a submissive, if she would sign the contract, she would have to be punished anytime she did something wrong. Okay? And that was in the contract, and she knew that. So since she has not signed the contract, she's saying, all right, well, then show me. Show me how bad is this going to get if I sign this contract? Because once she signs it, she knows she can't. I mean, she could say red and yellow, but really, she has to bend over. I think, if, and I <laughs> For think, lack of better terms, I think if this maybe is the, so awkward. <laughs> and I think maybe if the movie had communicated that a little bit more about right some of those details, maybe I would have understood her behavior. But I yeah. was like, yeah, I was. I, I, just, I saw it as. If I'm going to go any further in this relationship, I want to know what you're like at your worst. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, I kind of need to know. Well, that's what she's saying. Before, Before I, I sign, sign the contract, contract yeah. I want to know how bad. And again, is it I, I be? equate it to like a marriage. I mean, you, know, you don't want to mm-hmm. find out that there. You don't want to be knowing that there's this whole dark side to your spouse. But you know what? I don't care about it. I don't want to see it. We're still going to get married. No, you kind of need to yeah. know what you're getting into just in case. That's her way of saying, "All right, I want to find out." And it's not a red-yellow situation where she's hurt or upset. It's that, okay, I'm realizing that this guy is actually, this is actually kind of sadistic. Yeah, and I'm he's capable of this. And I'm kind of done with it. Now, so. that's bringing up, that's why I wanted to ask you guys, based on that final look, <clears throat> when he's actually giving the punishment, okay, Christian has this look on his face. I can't tell if it's, and he almost keeps doing these big sighs, you know, like sigh with deep chest breathing, I don't know. I couldn't tell if he was doing this because if he was given that look because he was almost getting this release. Like he gets, he gets off, gets a release from doing this punishment, mm. or was he almost in pain because he was doing this to her? I, I got that. He was in pain. I, I, think got that. Be, I think that would be the latter one, and that's that's why I was even more irritated with how the movie ended because it's like he wasn't enjoying it, but right. he was doing what she said she was okay with. And then he's done. And, and it's not like he's like jumping up. Like, oh, yeah. yeah he went to I feel great. And that's what she said. Don't and touch me. And he's, right. like, he was, and he's okay. confused at that point. Like, right. you asked me to do this. Right. Like, right. he's yeah. very confused. Yeah. Right. Well, I will tell you that at the very beginning of the next book, I mean, it is addressed. Why didn't you say red or yellow? Oh, oh okay. Good. Yeah. 
It is. Well, here's here's then I guess a, a, an issue I've got with are the they sun. interchangeable or they're like <laughs> yellow <laughs> means I'm getting there and red like, means keep going. Halt. Okay. You orange just like stop like orange this. is like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah. that bad, but it could be worse. As a kid, is it yellow, red, orange? <laughs> just start screaming. I need colors. the color wheel hanging over the bed. There, so make sure. Alan, um, you'd be you'd be in big trouble because you're colorblind. I know, really. I'm like, oh, whatever that color is right there. <laughs> any color, any color, <laughs> color, color. <laughs> um, so I guess that's an issue I've got with the film then too, is because. It sounds like in a way, you know, it's not meant to be a completely standalone movie. In a way, it does. I mean, I hate saying it's a cliffhanger because it's not a cliffhanger, but it does leave you with a sense of, well, we know there's another book and there's going to be another movie. So that's why it ending the way it did kind of abruptly, right. people are okay with it. Although if you had no desire to see the rest of the films or read the books or whatever, it is one of those endings that's like, I liked it, but yeah, I can see how people would be a little frustrated like, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. I'll just I'll just say I thought the film was better than I expected. I don't think it was a bad movie. I think it was a bad screenplay. I'll definitely give it that. And I think a bad lead actor, but the film looked good. Cinematography I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Lead actress was really good. Yeah. Um So the music, I had an issue with the music because really? it it fluctuated. I mean, I liked it when it did more of the older jazz type Music and then when it did the instrumental music, I thought it was good. When it wove in like the the R and B pop stuff, mm-hmm. it lost me. It's like pick one musical style to carry me through the film. Don't do this. Now we're gonna play uh, okay, well. latest Rihanna song, and then we're gonna <laughs> go back to this old jazz <laughs> standard. Then we're gonna do this this R and B pop song, and then we're you know, just, again. I wanted a style. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Okay, was the music mm. probably because mm. of the book. Music plays a huge part in the book, huge yeah. part, to where Christian, as we saw, plays piano, mm-hmm. was classically trained. But plays okay. it naked? He was he wasn't naked. naked. She, was. Wasn't naked. she was naked. Okay. Not him. Not him. <laughs> We're all like, whoa. Charlie hey. Hunter. <laughs> I have that in my notes right here. He had pants on. <laughs> he had at piano. Pants on. Every at time piano. Come on. <laughs> he is so, OCD. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> so, so he plays piano classically or whatever. Well, when they get in any of his cars or whatnot and, and iPods and computers and things like that, um, music is always talked about because it's always a very different form of music. Okay. He also talks a lot in the book. Um, he'll play a song like while they're dancing, which they danced, you know, in the movie mm-hmm. while they're dancing or while they are getting dressed or while they're in the shower, whatever it may be, <laughs> they play it. And she asks about it a lot because she's, she doesn't know a lot of it. So he says, oh, I like this one because of this, this, this. Well, we also find out later that certain submissives have made playlists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it they refers to things. <laughs> right. So there is actually a, there's actually a line, which I just think is hilarious, where Anna says to Christian, she's looking through the playlist, and she was like, um, why does this girl have crazy in love on the playlist? And he was like, you know, well, uh, and she was like, no, because you're crazy. You know, I mean, it's, mm. you know, they, they implied through these playlists about different submissives. Well, see, and, and I would have enjoyed the music, that. the use of music in the film more if they acknowledged it as being exactly was it didactic music, meaning it's actually something they're listening to on their yes. iPad. They select. There's a reason for it. The way it's done in the mu- movie is it's just background soundtrack. Right. And it doesn't it just jumped around so much. And every time it went to like some like I said, some poppy R&B song, it was like. 
it almost felt like there was like canned music. We just yeah. need to pipe in something kind of sexy and kind of romantic yeah. and pipe it in there. If it had tied it more to the story, like the book did, I would have appreciated the music a lot more. Yeah. So did we get into why the other submissives left ever? Um, yeah. I dead. mean, briefly. He killed them all. <laughs> Other the bodies. Really in the red room. The red room doesn't smell very good. <laughs> it's not. And it's not just covered up in blood. Yeah. It's um. It, it is briefly touched on. Some of it's just not as. I mean, some of it's like some people just were done. You know. I mean, yeah. it was the the contracts up. They they part ways. They opted not thing. to renew. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> is this up for auto renewal? Now? Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. there are. Oh, some, I like, forgot to auto re- I, to opt out of the auto renew. <laughs> Crap. I'm in this for another year now. <laughs> All right. right. Remind me when my 30 days. Someone set an alarm. Yeah. But no, it is. uh, It's briefly touched on. She does ask, like, you know, where are they now? What happened? Why are they not? Why have you had so many or whatever it may be? I just wonder why he was drawn to her. Because, I mean, as we mentioned, that's the other unbelievable part of the movie to me. She's very inexperienced. So she goes from being extremely inexperienced to Red Room. Yeah, it's like, right. no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like 24 hours or so. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, you've got this red room? Okay. Yeah. I mean, even her childish, what, do you have like Xbox in there or something? Like, really? Right. Behind right. locked doors? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I see, like, I bought that up to the point where, I bought her character completely up to the point where it became this whole, Sexual. I like it, I don't like it, why, right. why are you doing this to me? Why won't you let me in? When it got to be that back and forth, it, it didn't work as well. But up to that point, I thought her character was really good. Now, what he saw in her, I'm not really sure. I still don't understand what she saw in him. So, I mean, it's like no, it was on both sides there. you got to have two characters where there's real chemistry, and you can just feel that they are just gravitating together. If they had had that in this movie and had that more intimidating character like in the book, mm-hmm. I think it could have actually been a yeah. pretty good movie. You know, so Well, and, and again, touching on details of it, uh, Taylor, who is the... Uh, driver, bodyguard, okay. whatever you may call him. What? Who is he? He's, he's been. In, he's the redhead in the unit. On the unit. That's yeah. the show that he actually plays on TV. Anyway, very um, macho. He yeah. could have played him. Taylor is a huge part in the book and continues to be obviously more in the second and third books. Hmm. The family members you get a lot more detail on. Elliot, the brother. This so really is his brother. Yeah, and. And does the brother hook up with the roommate that didn't... In the book? Yeah. Yeah. Really? That was a little confusing. I I know they called him brother, but I didn't know if I... I thought he was just saying he was was really a bodyguard. No, and that's the thing is in the book, you know a lot more about it. When they actually go to the club, Mm -hmm. um, Elliot, you know, was with him because he even says, you know, Elliot sat on the dance floor with your roommate to distract her or whatever. Right. You know, he tells a little bit more about who Elliot is, why he's there helping, like why is he visiting him because he doesn't live with him. Who Elliot is, and then Elliot actually, in when they get caught in the apartment the next morning, you know, Elliot talks a little bit to Anna, and they, you know, Christian's very uncomfortable around him because Elliot's so cool, if you mm. will. Elliot's the fun one. Elliot's the lighthearted one. He's kind of the laid back guy, and. I mean, yeah. A, a, so, piece, a piece of burnt toast would be the fun one next to yeah. <laughs> Jamie Dornan. So, so you know. Elliot right. is the one that says to the roommate, he says, later's baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And they breezed over that real fast in the movie. And then Christian starts copying him. Right. Yeah. Yes. That was weird. Yeah. Actually, and I, my wife noticed that. And she's yeah. like, is that because he's so odd that he has to pick up what his cool brothers? And I was like, I guess. And in I the book, what I loved in the <laughs> book was that Elliot says it. And both the girls are kind of like, <laughs> like, he's so cute. 
Anna and the roommate. Hmm. And I think Christian picks up on it. And so later Christian tries to say it and he almost stutters hmm. when he says it because it's just not normal not for, him. Thing for him. To yep. Say. And so God, Anna so he, thinks that's cute. He's so much more an interesting character in the book. That's what actually is making me <laughs> not like this movie more and more as we talk because you had an opportunity to make such a really deep, interesting yes. character and they totally botched it. Yes. Well, and yes. I even mentioned to Mary Margaret because I was asking her about the book. The dialogue in the movie, a lot of it bothered me so much. It just felt like I'd seen it in other movies, and it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, grab a piece from this movie, I'm going to put it here. Like, even the cheesy line of, I'm Fifty Shades of Crazy, really? Uh, like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, he does that say that in the book. Roller. He does say that I mean, in the book. I mean, I know, but just on a movie screen, it just seems kind of oh. like he's leading down, like, I'm almost Fifty Shades of Crazy. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, uh. I just felt like I heard the, all the dialogue before. Why don't you just let movies. me in? Yeah. 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 yeah, That's like every movie. Every I, wanna, I don't make love. Every romantic right. relationship, right. Yeah. yeah. I want to know if this line of dialogue was in there because this made me actually stop the Apple TV from playing the movie back and I jumped up and grabbed a pen and a piece of paper because I wanted to remember the dialogue because it was so <laughs> awesome. Oh, I hope it's good. Christian, I would like to bite that lip. Anna, I think I'd like that too. Christian, I'm not going to touch you until I have your written consent. And that was it. And I was like... What? Like, who would say that? Now, granted, the way he delivers those lines, maybe a better actor could have convinced me that that was somewhat like normal or something. But I was just like, what? Like, the dialogue was just completely. I think if he had been the character from the book on screen, that would have played off so much. I would like to bite that lip. Like, coming out of the blue, I'm like, dude, what? Yeah, but if someone says to me without your written consent, I'd be like, say, what? Yeah, I'd be like, (laughs) written what? What are you talking about? Oh, look at the time. I gotta go. You know <laughs> There's a cab. I got an Uber waiting for me outside. <laughs> so oh, to answer you, yes, they do say that. Okay. But here's the difference. In the book, Christian gets almost forceful and fatherly about the whole lip biting thing. Hmm. Lip biting thing is brought up a lot. Oh, really? He brings okay. it up a lot because she does it as a habit. You, you learn that that's her nervous habit, right? Okay. And he will like forcefully tell her, stop biting your lip now, you know, and it's to, to show her like, a, I've told you to not do that. And B, it turns me on. So quit, huh. you know, and just for reference, cause that's right before the elevator. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I'm talking about when he says yeah. elevator. Okay. The elevator plays a big part in the whole series as well, because every time they're in the elevator, it's like, Ooh, what's going to happen. Right. Cause the very <laughs> first time in the elevator together was when he basically said, F the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And right? that's when they first kissed. Yes, it is. Okay. Now, when reading the book, that is what made me keep reading all three books. That elevator scene. Because it was so intense the way it was written hmm. that you, hmm. could, you could feel through the pages. You could feel like how torn he was almost. You know, just by their, their hmm. language and all. And her thoughts in her head or whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think this is the longest we've talked about a single film, Chris. <laughs> hey, so, well, it is this very special episode. This it is, is a very special bonus size episode. Yeah, so. I think I'll read it now. You know, but I'm going to take out Jamie Dornan and put in Charlie Hunnam. See, my, see, you got a picture who you want to picture I, in there because I, I got it. I really, really would be interested to hear like somebody that now goes and reads it. 
So the other Chick Chat listeners know Jeanette doesn't care about spoilers. Like, yeah. Jeanette, you can tell her anything, and she'll be like, I'll still watch it. So, Rose by the sled. Yeah, so she will go and read the book, and I'll Planet be interested of the Apes is really hear. Earth. Kevin, Kevin Spacey is Kyler Sosa. Dang it! Yeah, Bruce Willis was dead the whole, dead. the whole time. He's dead. The whole time. <laughs> We're ruining people out there right now. It's like, no! Turning it off. What? What? Um, so anyway, I'm, I really appreciate all of you watching it and indulging us, all oh, this, yeah. me, well, whatever. I mean, but it like you been said, worse. this thing made a lot of money. Absolutely. But it didn't make as much as people expected. Really? That is, really? No, is that truly. So? Okay. It had a huge opening weekend and then it dropped dramatically second weekend on because the reviews were really bad. People I mean, people were like, it. okay, this is not anywhere as good as the book or right. whatever. It made enough money to obviously warrant a sequel and all, but yes. it did not go gangbusters like everybody expected it to. And they're slated so. for 2017 is going to be the, the sequel. That's what I'm hearing, too. So this was all, the books were around 2011, 2012 that they came out. 2012, E.L. James, the author, okay. uh, was the world's top-selling author. First book she's ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, she was listed in 2012 as... <clears throat> one of the 100 most influential people in the world in Time Magazine. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, Chris, you actually asked me about this the other day, about starting out as a Twilight fan fiction piece. I, yeah, I'd heard something about how, And that is true. Okay. Did that mean that their names were actually... How, what, what does that mean? It just I says know the Fifty fan- Shades of Grey books originally started out as an episodic Twilight fan fiction entitled Master of the Universe. Huh. Before being completely rewritten as an original piece, so so, so maybe like I think it's like a blog. So lead character was He Man. <laughs> yes, that's what I was, was the lead was the was lead character Shira, the vamp- Shira was the lead, was the lead can- character like a vampire or something. I, so I like don't Karen. know huh. that. I don't know, Weird. but I do know that her original pen name was Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. Nice. Wow. Oh, right. <sighs> That was the one I was what? Like, She's <laughs> awkward. And I heard, I was talking to Mary Margaret earlier, and I, I had actually read, and she, I wanted to make sure I read this, and she'd heard the same thing, that she's going to write this whole series again from Christian's point of view. Huh. Did you not hear that? Or at least, one, or at least one of the books from his point of view. I did hear that. And I would strongly urge her, if she's listening, to not do that. Um, there is, in one of the books, I can't remember if it's two or three, where you do get a bit of Christian chapters mm-hmm. huh. um, in his head. Not the whole book, but chapters here and there. And I'll tell you what, it was hard to read. <laughs> he is, he's got a, a lot of weird stuff going on in his head. Did, did they sound like computer commands? They're all zeros and ones. That's all it was. So, that would so be hard to read. His, his abuse is addressed later in more detail. Absolutely. I need it to be addressed. Absolutely. Okay. Things that are addressed later in extreme detail are her job, um, his family, his upbringing, and Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) Can we stop calling her that? Because she was kind of fun. She had a song song written about her. (laughs) There's nothing fun about her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's interesting. It will be... I mean, I will see the next movies because somebody's got to. So see, even the Mrs. Robinson line, throw it in from another movie. Like, really? I just felt like this lady watched a bunch of movies and said, you know what? I could write a book about all of this thrown together, and I can take bits and pieces of the dialogue from all these movies, and it'd be fantastic. Do you know that Jamie Dornan was in a folk band 
back in the day that, used to, it. that used to open up for KT Tunstall. <laughs> the okay. most boring folk band ever. <laughs> yeah, it was called Sons Hi. of Jim. I'm Janie, Jamie Dornan. Hi, I'm Janie. <laughs> <laughs> place We're Sons of Jim. Will you wait and see the movies, the sequels at home, or will you brave the theater? And well, you know, I'm, I'm torn because I have a feeling, and I'm hopeful, that I would like the second and third movies better because I liked the second and third books better. I got you. Well, I will say that when I went to go see American Sniper, opening week, not opening weekend of American Sniper, but opening weekend of Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, as I was walking up the theater to buy my ticket, a limo pulled up, outstepped a guy, clearly dressed to the nines, and got a lady out of the cab. And I'm like, get out. Oh, they were like cosplaying Fifty Shades of Grey. That's really? Weird. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so if you don't want to be around those people, maybe not go <laughs> yeah. opening week. I don't want to be around that guy. I don't <laughs> know those other people. But I was like, I can't, believe this, now. Is, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, in, in case anybody's wondering out there, Christian and Anna are both on Twitter. And you can follow them at Christian T. Gray wow. and Anna R. Steele. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lots of things have happened like that. I mean, this thing has become like a phenomenon. You know, it really Mm -hmm. has. There's a there's a hotel in the Lake District, which is in the UK, Ireland border. Okay, Hmm. that um, have replaced all of their hotel Bibles with Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Yep. Nice. Just let me know. That just does not seem right. Well, (laughs) you know, Jamie Dornan is not American, right? Yeah. So, Hmm. I think that's maybe up in his country. His land. His people. Dornan Dornan land. Land. His people. Dornan Dornan land. Land. Yeah. Dornan just makes him sound boring, right? Everybody's very low charisma. I will, I will throw this out there as kind of a benefit. I guess the books, assuming the movies didn't change this, I was legitimately surprised that it didn't take place in New York City and New York State. Instead, it was Seattle. Really? But it yeah, started in Twilight, right? So that's where Twilight takes uh, place. Maybe. Okay, maybe that's why. I still haven't seen any of the Twilight movies. You know, really? They're better than this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> but stereotypically, you know, when you think of big, rich dudes and flying around yeah, helicopters yeah, yeah. and sure. skyscrapers, you think, you know, typically, that stereotypically, that would be New York. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. It's yeah, Seattle, Seattle and Georgia. Right. Well, right. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. locations. So it's, it's, Which it's, was also I think Twilight, all, right? No, that was Florida. Florida, yeah. yeah. Man, but I do that's think interesting, we've all, See, she's read Twilight stuff, so she knows. I think I we've read. all been yeah, <laughs> three of the readers minus Alan. <laughs> Um, I think we've all kind of, I've, I was surprised by this because I actually heard from Chris and Alan both that the movie did not suck. Mm. Yes. Like, which is. I, I can honestly say I did not, I did not think the movie sucked. Okay. You know, I kind of did. It was a movie. And you kind of did too. I'm not going to watch it again, but I'll watch the, the other, but I'll watch so the other. Chris and I actually liked yeah. it better than the two of you. Maybe. I think, wow. I think maybe if. I think Jeanette, well, you guys like the actress. <laughs> See, I, I actually may have liked it the best of all four of you. I think which Jeanette is crazy. and I may be on the crazy same page, town. but I think, I think if I'd have known the material, then I would have been as irritated as Mary yeah, Margaret. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, well, I'm maybe more ups- I get more, a pass. I'm like, more disappointed in the film after hearing you talk about the about book, the book. Yeah. than I was before I heard about that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a super easy read if anybody needs a beach read this yeah. summer or something else. <laughs> Man. I'm good. <laughs> well, we know that, Alan. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> they might have it on audiobook. <laughs> oh, That's no. Still they too much do processing. have it on audiobook, and I actually have a friend who 
like got the audiobook and listened to it with her mom and her sister oh. riding to the beach. Nice. She said all of them are like looking out the side windows the entire time they're driving. Like I can't, can't focus, no. can't, can't pay attention. I, I don't do audiobooks, and I don't encourage anybody else out there either to do them because. <laughs> There is so much good audio content to download on the mesh that if you are going on a long driving trip, there's no excuse to not have something to listen to. You don't need a 12 hour book. You need 45 minute podcast discussions to download. Like this one. Like this one. You need reviews of 50 Shades. Actually, I think this review has gone on as long as the movie is. Yet more interesting. Uh, so. I'll, I'll give it that. I will give it that, definitely. Well, so. Minus the whips. Hey. Well, memory, right. Jeanette, thanks for uh, having us. Hey, we well, thanks it. for being here. Thanks and for, for the, agreeing the to wine do it. and the, the cheese assortment. That was really nice to well, have out here for us. On Chick Chat. This is That's really cool. stuff, right? Very nice. The lights are turned down low. We've got yes. paint bulbs and everything. Yeah. Nice. No, we, we really appreciate it. Jeanette, thank you again yes. for coming on and for taking the time to watch the movie. Um, you know, hopefully we'll report back after maybe the second one and find out if you watch or read the book. Okay. Okay. Just let us know. I right. no pressure. All right. So you've been listening to chick chat with special guest from foot candle. Bye. Um, yes. <laughs> who, who I don't know will be joining us again anytime soon, but it was fun uh, to have him on here again. Thank you for tuning in. You can find out more about the mesh and all of its shows at www.themesh.tv. We do have a voicemail line, 828-619-0048. Call in and tell us if you thought the movie was good, bad, or ugly. Um, we have an email that you can write in and tell us the same thing, info at themesh.tv. And as always, please find us on Facebook and send some love on there. But until next time, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Special thanks to Carpal Toller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Toller, visit www.carpaltoller.com. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.